0: Hey there, Screen Beans. Have you heard about Screen Snark? Rachel, this is an ad break. They aren't Screen Beans until they listen to the show. Fine. Potential Screen Beans. You like movies and TV shows, right? I mean, who doesn't? Screen Snark is a casual conversation about the movies and television shows that are shaping us as we live our everyday lives. That's right, Matt. We have a chat with at least one incredible guest every episode hailing from all walks. We've interviewed chefs, writers, costumers, musicians, yoga teachers, comedians, burlesque dancers, folks in the film and TV industry, and more. We'd be delighted for you to join us every other Monday on the Certain POV Podcast Network. Or wherever you get your podcasts fresh and tasty off the presses. What? But that's... No, that's not... Can I call them screen beans now? Fine. Screen beans! So tune in and we'll see you at the movies or on a couch somewhere. Because you're a whole screen beans now. She will be my Welcome, Grace brother shoppers, to a special presentation from the Case Fires of Saturday Morning Confidential. Floor two is ladies' wear and gentlemen's apparel, going up. Welcome back, shoppers, for another episode of Going Up and Are You Being Served podcast. As always, I'm your host, Maddie Lamarck. So here we are, episode four. Uh, episodes one through three have been a little chaotic, much like the show itself. So I'm, you know, deciding to give it a little structure. So I'm just not talking at you. So, camp- Camping In is episode four of season one. And we see another day in the life at Grace Brothers. But on this particular day, there is a mass transit operator strike and the staff is not able to get home. So a plan is launched that they will all sleep on the store Uh, with help from the camping department. Tents are pitched and they're all going to bunker down. Now, as always, Mr. Lucas and Captain Peacock are hoping that they get lucky with Miss Brahms and Mrs. Slocum. But, you know, Mrs. Locombe just wants to keep the air in her air mattress. So this is the first episode I like to say that we're starting to get some structure to it. We're starting to understand. Now, the beautiful thing about this serial of a show is every episode is self-contained. I've, I've said it before, but the plot never really carries over. Until we get to the movie, but that's going to be a little different. Uh, I'm going to have a lot to say when we get to the movie. Um, So I'm going to go through just kind of some of my favorite things about this episode. So Mr. Lucas from the top is struggling to get sales. And so Mr. Granger and Mr. Humphreys are kind and they agree that he can have the next sale that walks down those steps. And it's an older gentleman in a kilt looking for tweed trousers which he has never worn in his life. So Mr. Lucas is fumbling to figure out the man's inside leg. How is he going to take this measurement? I also love he asked the man what his waist size is. And the gentleman says 36, but a 40 would be more comfortable, which (laughs) I always joke about because like, we always project women as being really vain in things and like lying about their age and lying about their size, but men do it just as much, but it's never kind of projected in media. And so I just kind of love it. It's also a very tongue in cheek moment. It's very funny. Um, there's also a really funny moment for Mr. Lucas as he's trying to figure out how he's going to take the inside leg where he goes, Oh, Mr. Humphries, can you help me with this? And Mr. Humphreys just goes, I've given it up for Lent, which... You know, Mr. Humphreys is always asking, would you like help with the inside leg? Which, you know, it's it's a little non-cheek. It's a little homophobic, but in a way that, you know, feels empowered. Um, And so now originally I was just like, why is Lucas struggling? Until I realized that this man is very traditionally Scottish, which means there isn't anything between him and the wind underneath that kilt, which is funny. But then this is when we learn that in Scotland, they actually measure uh, from the uh, inside leg from the outside of the kilt, holding it approximately where their groin and leg meet, which actually is very funny, but it's a very funny payoff that kind of it's this strung along joke that lasts for about two and a half minutes, three minutes. And it's very funny though. All I could say is why are you afraid of some dick, dick? Uh, So also with this episode, we're starting to get more and more customers in the store in each episode and seeing kind of the interaction between the staff and kind of how they're pushing sales. Because what I already talked about before is that like they're a commission, you know, based kind of work stuff. So they're getting hourly, but they're really surviving on that commission, um, which still I believe is, is what is in existence for department store employees in the UK. But watching Molly and Wendy who play Mrs. Slickham and Miss Brahms, It is truly a masterclass in, like, banter and the conversational shade that the show really becomes best known for. And it's when they're interacting with guests. It's this great volley back and forth. Also, for anyone who's worked retail for commission, this is so fucking real. Like... It it, like Mrs. Brahms and Mrs. Brahms is just very flat. And then like a lady is wasting all their time trying on hats. And then, you know, goes, do you like it with a brim up or brim down? And of course, when she turns the brim down, it covers her entire face. And she's a very Elizabeth Taylor thing about her. And Mrs. Suckman goes, oh, well the brim that way is just suits Madam so much. And then she goes I think I want a pair of shoes instead So, you know, Mrs. Slocum is very Refined. And goes, Captain Peacock Can you shoot this lady onto her way to lemon shoes Women's shoes. And then when she walks past She just goes, fat cow Which, you know, it's just like how many of us in retail Have done that. It's just one of those wonderful Moments that again, in these early Days we're really kind of figuring out what The pace of the show, what the speed of the show is What it's going to be like so, also, as usual, Mr. Lucas is just fucking useless. And he can't keep it up. And this means his tent. Uh, so, this episode... We're kind of jumping to the end. I'm going to drum around a little bit. But this episode really nails the double entendre and innuendo that the show and many shows like it really became known for. Um, Which is also funny because he's just like this playboy. He talks a big game. And it's just very funny and it's a lot of it is like we know what they're saying without knowing what they're saying so this is also a really interesting point where like i brought up class before and it's very pertinent in this and you know the 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 further we go they talk about miss brahms living in a a semi-detached and it's only because the buildings around her uh uh flat got torn down all these things like they really play in class and talk about class a lot but this is really important because it's talking about strikes. We talk about labor strikes a lot in this unionizing mash and Harmon as the two kind of worker, the, the everyman working man, they bring it up so much. We're going to talk about it a lot. And it's something that, I, you know, you can watch things from this time and it not be important to like understand the historical context, but this is one of those moments where it's like the 1970s were really a volatile time economically worldwide and it gets discussed a lot in the show because it is pertinent to their current experiences. And so kind of understanding what they're going through, it's really important. So it it puts a really important historical context in it. Also, we're going to see this a lot later on. There's a, um, Two episodes about an apartment in the store, one where Mrs. Slocum has to set up her flat because she has squatters in her new flat. And then another one where we find out that Mr. Grace actually has an apartment in the store. Um, so we're going to keep touching on this rather odd. I mean, just because when you've got 62 episodes of a show, you're going to circle back to some plots. Now, Mr. Rumbold says, let's put our minds to this and figure it out. And then there's this really long pause and he just goes camping. And Mr. Humphreys goes, I'm sorry, Mr. Rumworld, what? And this is really alluding to the queer art form that is camp. Like camp is a lot of things, but it is inherently to me in style and substance. That is something that is inherently queer. And John Inman, who plays Mr. Humphreys, really embraces the camp. Like he is pure camp but it also really gives a wink and nod to his entire career like he was a famous panto dame then they banned her about it being whether he was in the scouts and he goes not officially which is so very funny um you can tell that john is really putting his life experiences and his lived experiences into the queer performance Uh, who is somebody who i don't even think he was out at the time and it really starts to breathe life into this character So again, they're making fun of him in broad stereotypes, but he is kind of reclaiming it in those very moments, which again, something that I appreciate because, you know, some of us are just screaming queens. Some people are just screaming queens and that, that is okay. And it's important to kind of show all those aspects. Now, going from that, this is when we really see the writers and actors start living in the characters and building the backstories and figuring out who these people are, how they've interacted as they work together. They're really figuring out who they are outside of the store. Other than like comments here and there, they're really kind of building this background. The older characters are all show people in one way or another. Captain Peacock plays instruments. He sings, he ballroom dances. Mr. Granger was an impersonator for the soldiers, uh, entertaining them during World War II. Mr. Humphreys is a dancer, he's an actor. There's all these things that like they've all done. Like it's, it's so interesting, but we get a great scene of the cast in their pajamas, sitting around a faint campfire and they're singing these old camp songs and they're getting to know each other which is when we as the audience really start falling in love with them and i think this is just a moment that really shows kind of the tone that the show is going to take which i think is really important now being ridiculous mr Rumbold has a murphy bed brought down from bedding while everybody else is having to sleep on cots or sleep on the floor (laughs) Um, intense, and Nash is having it brought out to the floor with everyone else of the department, and and um, Mr. Rumble just goes, "Oh, Mash, not out here, not out here. Uh, I I can't not with the staff." And then Mash goes, "What? Not with your hardworking staff?" And Rumble quickly fixes it, and it's just they really at no point mince that like. While Rumbled is part of them, like, he's never has their best interest in mind, which, like, any of us that work in a corporate structure, it's exactly the same thing. Again, it is just, I love seeing useless middle management who is just awful, because that is such a real thing. So, as usual, the episode ends with fantastic hijinks. Uh, So, like, there's always that moment. I talk about there's always, like, a button. So in this world, in this one, because Miss Brahms won't share a, a tent with Mrs. Slocum, and Mrs. Slocum refuses to have anybody else in her tent with her, and she gets the big tent, Captain Peacock ends up having to share this, like, queen-sized Murphy bed with Mr. Rumbold. And Mr. Rumbold asks him to just turn the light out. Well, there are two switches. And one, if anybody knows what a Murphy bed is, is one of those that, like, the bed folds out of the wall, looks like a bookcase. So in this moment, normally they're because they're screwed into the wall he hits the wrong thing and the whole bed closes up on top of each other and it's a very very funny moment we're gonna see murphy beds kind of keep coming back Eh, every every couple episodes like it's it's just very funny they're there a couple times they're very funny they're hilarious it's a really nice use now you can tell by the way that they had to film the show i'm gonna keep talking about it but this episode is one that like you really see it you can't really edit around the flubs. You can't really edit around. Like, it's kind of like a live piece of theater. Like, they go, they cut, they jump cut. But, like, it kind of continues straight through one to the other, all these different things. And th- you can just tell that there are some moments where they're breaking, people are flubbing, people are having to think of their feet. These are all theater actors, mostly. Uh, and you can just tell, which I love. So now, of course, we're going to talk about some things that maybe go, huh, which is this is a time where we see a lot of generational projection on women's bodies and what it's considered to be big or not. Like, I still think it's funny that they call Mrs. Slocum a large woman when she's like at best curvy. And when customers need help finding a bra. uh, Oh, so in this episode, there's a customer that comes in and he's like, lurking around and they think he's like a pervy voyeur and he like comes over and asks if there's a, m- a male uh, attendant on the counter and they're like there's not much need for that and then so he just says he's trying to buy a, a bra for his girlfriend and mrs slocum uh so and he he is taking one of her bras to help find one and so mrs slocum holds it up and goes ah 44 wide use the mckilliman jar range alluding that like this woman who is a 44 like which isn't that large is the size of like a large animal and so like why do we think that was funny at points especially like women on women but like again again it was societal it's whatever now i know it plays into the comedia tropes but every time captain peacock is a lech like it just makes my skin crawl But, like, I love that the female cast puts him in his place every time, and, like, he always gets shot down. Because the thing at the end of the day is they do actually really give all the female characters in this a lot of, like, agency for themselves, a lot of power, a lot of strength, which is something that we didn't necessarily see. Now... Well, I love the camp nature of Mr. Humphreys. This is the first time we see, like, side eyeing comments that, like, he is different because he presents as more femme. Um, when they're discussing of, like, how they're going to split, up, like, the genders, the genders need to get split up. Mr. Granger also goes and splitting up within the sexes. And, like, it's like, my brother in Christ, respectively, ain't nobody hitting on you. It's like when dudes <laughs> who are, like call women females like they're those guys they're like i'm okay with gay dudes but like as long as they don't hit on me it's like fine and it's like disrespectfully bro no one's hitting on you like it's just a thing and again i think you know i i still enjoy every moment of these things and this one isn't even the worst we're gonna really dive into it later but like it is the time it is how things were written but you know we can talk about it now and i think we can still enjoy it and kind of show like how far we've come with those things now the style of show and humor is very blue And while that is common of the time and the appealing draw for it, something I did really appreciate is that Mrs. Slocum gets hit on by men just as much as Miss Brahms does. Um, And, like, let's stop projecting on women, but I love that, like, they see her as beautiful and a thing. And she also, like, really embraces her sexuality, embraces, like, liking to get drunk and, like, being hit on by men and wanting to go places where, like, men are going to grab her butt. Like, it's things that, again, like, it's of the time. It's very 70s. I can't wait till we get into some of the style discussions later, which is so good. So, like, the takeaway from it. You can see the show and the relationships really starting to understand each other they're starting to meld their humor together and it's really making me excited to continue kind of watching the show because when you kind of watch them out of order you kind of forget some things or like where we've been or like oh we're gonna hear a thousand different stories about where mr slocum is or you know things that's happening with mrs peacock or women that captain peacock is sitting on but these are those moments where we're starting to see them forming and these relationships and also them really figuring out who their characters are and that's really fun and really important to me And so I can't wait for you to join me next time on another episode of Going Up, an Are You Being Served podcast. Until next time, are you free? Hey, Nerf Herders. You sure you want to go with that? Hey, everyone? There we go. More inviting. Have you ever had a movie that you really wanted to love, but something holds you back? Or one that you did love in spite of a flaw? Well, I'm Case Akin. And I'm Sam Alisea. And on Another Pass, we sit down with cool guests... To look at movies that we find fascinating but flawed and we try to imagine what could have been done when they were made to give them that little push we're not experts we just believe in criticism uh constructive criticism sure so come take another pass at some movies with us and every now and then we can celebrate movies that did it on their own too you can find us at certainpov.com or wherever you get your podcasts pass it on Saturday Morning Confidential is brought to you by Dreamer Productions and is a proud member of the Certain POV Podcast Network. You can find us on Facebook at Saturday Morning Confidential, on Instagram at SMC Pod, and on Twitter at The SMC Podcast. You can find all the shows that CertainPOV has to offer at CertainPOV.com or also on Patreon at Dreamer Productions, where your donation of only $2 a month keeps constant programming coming in and supporting our new shows as we go throughout 2022. Now join us again next time for another deep dive into the files of Saturday Morning Confidential. CPOV CertainPOV.com